it's Tandy from Common Ground Alaska, and I'm here today with Lisa Christie, and I'm really, really excited for this show. Um, someone, I can't remember who now, connected me with Lisa as a vermiculturist. Is that what, would that be the word we would call you? That would you? probably be the word, yes. <laughs> um, Lisa works with worms and makes compost um, with the worm droppings. So I, I don't know anything about this. So um, we're just going to jump right in and we're going to learn from Lisa. So um, Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Let's see. I've been here in Alaska. I live in Wasilla in Meadow Lakes uh, for about 20 years. Okay. And I just love Alaska. And um, so in when COVID started, uh, me and my neighbor decided we needed to get the COVID chickens like everybody else. <laughs> everybody got COVID chickens. <laughs> and she was way into the chickens where I was kind of like, and all I was really interested in was feeding them and getting better eggs and stuff. And so um, I, that's what I was doing. And I thought, well, I'll give them some worms. And uh, so I looked a little bit on YouTube and read a little bit and way overbuilt a bin and went <clears throat> to Alaska Mill and Feed and got a couple worms. And um, I put them outside under a tree, watered them, fed them. And about September, I'm like, oh, I should probably bring those worms in and they'll freeze. <laughs> and I didn't want to lose my worms. And I moved them around, but I really hadn't gotten into them much. Um, but I brought them in and um, really got interested in them and started reading a lot more and watching a lot more videos. And by sometime in the winter, I needed to split the bin because I had too many worms in there. <laughs> And um, I had also done some research on how to keep bugs out of the house because I was really concerned about that, having fruit flies and other little yeah. critters. And what I found out uh, was that you could freeze the food and blend it and or and you don't have to blend it, but I do that and um, put it in there and you don't have those issues. Nice. And um, anyway, it's just become, it's become my thing. <laughs> That's um, really fun. Yeah. So I have... Um, probably sold, I don't know, 12, tw sold or given away 12 pounds of worms and um, a lot of vermicompost just to people in my neighborhood that have gardens and they love getting it. And they say that it's a miracle grow. <laughs> that's what I hear. That's yes. what you, that's definitely what yes. you hear. So you got the worms for your chickens, mm -hmm. but the chickens, if I remember right, if I remember your story, right, the chickens had no interest. Yeah, in all they were, worms. they were uh, free range and they were getting their own bugs and worms. So I'd hand them a worm and they're like, whatever, whatever. I'm not yeah, interested. So <laughs> it, um, but I like the worms. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's how you ended up being an, an accidental worm yeah farmer yes um so um that's fun earlier in the week we had an accidental accidental composter so i i think we all we're accidental farmers so what can <laughs> i say <laughs> i'd say accidents are a good thing maybe um so so you brought them you brought your worms in and um in the house and you said you were worried about bugs like so you were feeding them compost and you were worried about um or like is it like kitchen scraps and stuff and you just didn't want them sitting around to bring in fruit flies and everything. And that's why you, yeah, if the you food. don't, um, because if you don't freeze the food, whatever bug eggs and things mm -hmm. are on there will be in the compost. And it's a perfect environment because it's a warmer environment and sure. it's for them to hatch. So, and you can get, so I've had, I've had a few springtails and they just kind of cleared up and they're fine mm -hmm. in the compost. They help compost, but you don't want them to overrun it. Um, I had some red mites at one point and um, I just took some watermelon and they like watermelon too. Okay. And so they would get on that 
I could just set it on top and they mm -hmm. would get on that and I could rinse them off. And those went away quickly. Oh, good. And those were always mistakes I'd made mm -hmm. um, of putting a banana or a watermelon run, getting excited that I had a banana and watermelon run and not putting it, um, you know, in the freezer first. Yeah. So I've learned my lesson. Well, that makes sense. And what a simple fix. Right. Like, you, and you can just, just a few hours, you put it in the freezer and then you can go and put it in the bin. Okay. So, so and you said you blend them, you, you run them through the blend. Do you like pulp them or do you just kind of chop them? Like I just food? put all the, so my whole, uh, modus operandi is basically people give me scraps cause I'm just one person. So mm -hmm. You know, there's not enough scraps to feed the worms, but yeah. people will give me scraps or I get them from maybe the grocery store and things like that. And then um, in the wintertime, they get to sit outside. And uh, then when the worms need food or maybe I work during the winter mm -hmm. for long periods of time. So uh, I go away for long periods of time. So I'll make a whole bunch up. And so I just bring them in, put them in the blender, uh, add a little water. And then I usually put um, some worm chow in there and that varies depends on what I have depending on what I have so some a lot of times it's oats oh okay. um and um I had some a big old bag of beans that I'm like mm, I don't want to use these anymore and so I just ground those up oh and uh things like that people uh someone moved away from Alaska and they gave me all their shelved um you know like flowers and things like that oh. so chicken feed I put chicken feed in there and so I just put all that together and then like, if I'm getting ready to feed, I just take the blender and put it in there. Okay. Um, and then um, if not, I freeze it again. Perfect. And then I thaw it out when I need it. And then if someone, cause I'm gone last summer for my tour director job, I was basically gone all summer. Mm. And so, but I can tell someone, I have someone taking care of things and I get in the freezer and get a bag out and feed it about now. And so, and they do, and they take care of them. So some people have dog sitters or cat sitters and you have a worm sitter. All three. I have all three things. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> but yes, if you're going to pet sit for me, you're going to do worms. Yeah. That's a little unusual. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, and basically you taught yourself using YouTube. Mostly right? YouTube. I have right here, this little book, um, that worms eat your garbage and it's okay. like the bible for uh worm people perfect and i'll link to this in the show yeah notes so uh, mary can... applehop there's also a video which is it's hilarious because it's like a 90s weird oh yeah video. <laughs> but it's fun to watch you'll laugh through it but um this just has all the basics in it okay and perfect. um so i've read this not when i first started though um, it was, I was probably a year in before I got a book. Okay. But uh, it sounds like this is a good one. If it you're is a good of book. getting started. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your, um, bin setup. So, um, it says you start your bins with shredded paper and cardboard. And then, then how does that, how does that work exactly? Okay. So I save up all my cardboard that could be used for that. I don't use, and it, it's not that you can't, I'm just cautious with my worms, mm -hmm. um, anything with color on it anything with oh. a lot of ink. So just regular cardboard. Um, like Amazon boxes? And, yeah. Okay. Amazon boxes are great. Um, stuff. Sometimes you get something from Costco that doesn't have a lot of color, whatever okay. it is. So I keep all of those and then I shred them up and I did get a, um, it's like an 18 page shredder. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. So, and it does a really good job. And uh, that's probably the biggest expense I put into worms. Um, and I needed a paper shredder anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and so I, just continually shred that up. And then, um, I either get peat moss or cocoa core. Okay. Um, that, um, I've 
and I just keep a big bag of that in the back room. And then once a bin gets full and I need to bait them out, um, and I'll talk about that a little later on how we do that. Okay. Um, I make a new bin and I let it sit for like a week. And so it's the cardboard and the, uh, the peat and the coca core or whichever. And, and whatever, there's no, you know, one third, one third, one third. Mm -hmm. It's just whatever I have at the time. Okay. And you could probably do all cardboard. Okay. Um, but I just like them to have like the, and that's like the bedding stuff. part. That's what right. Goes that's in the, the bedding. Okay. You don't want to get over no matter what size bin you use. You don't want to get over like two feet in okay. there. Um, you don't want it too deep because they don't go, they're not bottom dwellers. Okay. So you're just going to have a bunch of stuff in the bottom is what's sure. going to happen. Okay. Um, and then I put, I use coffee that I get from the coffee stands. Oh, like coffee grounds? Yeah. That's already spent. Not, not the other ones. You'll get them a little too jittery. Okay. <laughs> Um, have amped up worms <laughs> already, and you don't you, you don't even want to put that many because a lot of that's espresso and stuff, and it still yeah. has a lot of caffeine in it. So okay. I don't put a whole bunch, but probably I'd say a cup with a new bin. Okay, and then I put the food in, and I put grit, which can be oyster, like grit you use for your chickens, like oyster shell and things like that. I uh, since I have chickens and I have shells, um, I have this little system of I have a baking tray at my bottom of my oven, you know, the bottom rack. Mm -hmm. And then as I use eggs, I just put them in there and then they get baked as I bake things. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's not a big deal to do it. And then once I have like a full tray, I take them and I put them in a coffee grinder and I grind those up and they do need to be ground up small to be grit. If you put big eggshells in there, it's not grit at that point. Okay. It's little places for worms to hang out. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I put all that together. So the eggshells don't hurt them. I feel like, I guess if they're ground up, they right. wouldn't, but they're yeah, sharp. grit. Okay. No, they're grit. I'm almost to a powder. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So, okay. and it's grit. Um, and they do have to have some kind of grit. You can use play sand. You can use a lot of different things. I just, and I, I'm really trying with the worms to use what I have. Sure. Yeah. And um, so you put that together, let it sit for a week. I put some food in it and um, it's nice and damp and damp. What I mean by damp, and this is probably the most important thing about worm bins okay. is that it should be like a wet sponge. Okay. And like, if you took it and did like that, you should get more than one or two props of water. And if okay. you get nothing and it's still wet, that's fine. Okay. So, and uh, yeah, that will cause you more problems having too dry, too dry, they die. Oh, okay. And then too wet, you have um, smell problems. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. So, but it sits there for a week and then I start putting in my worms from another bin. And I just move them out like that. And I've been doing that for what, two and a half years now. Wow. Okay. All right. So um, I did notice one thing in your notes that I wanted to bring up is if you have city water um, you and you're going to use that to be watering your worms just to let it sit. I didn't know this, how this works, but um, yeah. And I don't have to think about that because I'm on a well, but right. I did want to add that. Yes. If you're like in the city of Wasilla, if there's any chlorine in your water at all, you need to let that chlorine gas off. So let it sit for about 24 hours. And then that's no longer an issue. Right. Or you could use yeah. other, other water. Sure. You know, sure. that you buy at the store that doesn't have chlorine in it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that you could do that. So that's <laughs> <laughs> learning all sorts of new things today. All right. So, um, okay. So now you're getting ready to move the worms over. So how do you, you said you bait them. How do you bait the worms? This is There's so many different ways to <laughs> okay. do this. And I have fun figuring out different ways. Um, so, uh, one of the ways I do it is I take a egg carton, the bottom okay. of an egg carton, and I will, um, wet it down with warm water. I put some molasses on it. 
and then I um and that's my own thing I don't know it's a worm thing but I, I think <laughs> but molasses awesome. has got to be good right right um but not real heavy because you don't want them getting in there sure the thick stuff and then um uh, just things they really like so like frozen apple banana uh watermelon any kind of fruit okay. something sweet like that and then maybe also some ground up food with that and uh then you know i bury it down in there and cover it up and then if i wait a week i go in there i just got a bunch of worms hanging out nice. having a big worm party okay and then i can just i just move the whole thing over the egg curtain and all yeah okay and uh, i'll just and it depends on sometimes i don't because i don't have enough stuff to do a new bag but most of the time i take the whole thing and just put it in there and um and that's how i move worms and sometimes for a while i had like i had a big uh cotton uh, tablecloth that I was going to get rid of. And I was using it for covering and stuff. And so I made little um, like handkerchief things to put it in and they oh, would go in there. Just something that they're not going to eat as quickly mm-hmm. that you can pick it up. And the best thing was my um, next door neighbor that was taking care of the worms this last time I was gone. Um, she had one of the old type of uh, like blueberry containers, you know, the ones with the, their hardier um, plastic and they have, um there's holes they're not really holes it's like lines you like, know what I'm talking about kind the, of crisscross ones or whatever um, that yes okay um but it's a sturdier plastic and she you know I had one of those laying around and so she uh put all the stuff in there I got back I'm like oh I had to send her a picture I mean oh. it was just full nice. and uh, they really like that so and I like that's the whole thing about it is I can play around and experiment and try different things and you can use what you have, which I think is is beautiful too. And the other piece is, um, with with most animals, you don't you don't there isn't that time, you know. It, with chickens, you feed them. We the chickens get our table scraps, but they don't sit around. So it's nice that you can kind of get ahead with worms. You can have apple cores and all sorts of things, and just throw them in the freezer, and then you're you're ahead with right. with worm food. I love that. That's really that's really neat. And I just the idea of using what you have. And that they thrive off of that too. That's pretty, that's pretty great. Yeah. What I didn't mean, what I didn't mention at the beginning is a lot of getting into the worms also started with, I was trying to, with COVID, cut my bills. Mm-hmm. And so I cut my trash off Oh, and Wi-Fi too. But, um, and I was only making, I'd went from a full trash can every week to um, just having one bag of trash wow. because I was getting rid of my cardboard and I was getting rid of all my scraps. And I was, and I was more conscious of it, Sure, but it sure helped a lot. And yeah, and I would give that one bag to my neighbor and uh, yeah, so I didn't have trash anymore, which is, which is huge. I think Yeah, I'm helping me and I'm helping the environment. Totally. And you're saying, I mean, every time we, every week we take our trash down, I think how much money are we, you know, how could I have done this differently so that we didn't, we aren't throwing away all of this. How, how can, what can we change? And we're making changes slowly, but I, the worms just seem perfect. So, um, okay. So you have, so you, you, when you move this, um, this, you know, egg container over, I'm assuming there's still some worms in the old bin. Is that right? So, so now you have two bins. Is that how that works? So, so the ones that stayed behind stay there and they build a new colony in the old bin. Is that how that works? No. No. Okay. Okay. So what I'm trying to do is get all the worms out and it takes a long time and there are other ways to do this. Okay. Yeah. Because that, that other bin is going to be compost now for your garden. Uh Aha. Okay. And, um, so slowly, but 
I can get pretty much all the worms, but now there's cocoons left in there. Uh And a lot of them and the best way to figure out, because you can't see them, they're hard to see. But I was just happened to be when I I had a headlamp on and I decided to um, check on them. Mm -hmm. And I got, oh, I can see the cocoons now. Uh So (laughs) there's your headlamp. headlamp (laughs) Yeah. And so I um, um, will get in there with the headlamp and pick them out. Um, and there are there are other ways to sift them. I'm not in that big of a hurry to yeah. get through with it, and I enjoy it. It's cathartic to me mm-hmm. to play in the dirt. So I just sit there and pick them out. And you can either you can put them in the new bin you've got, or you can start a little breeder bin um, in like a shoe box. Okay. And and that's um, what you have. And here. that's what I have right there. Okay. All right. Yes. And um, and then they in, it, in perfect conditions they will hatch in 23 days. Oh, okay. So you can put, um, you just put them in there and you can put, usually uh, I put the dry worm chow so that, because it's going to be a while before anything's eating. So I put dry worm chow there and wet it down and then just leave it. And then, I don't know, in a month I check on it and I have babies. All right. Oh, that's so fun. So yeah, we have worm nurseries. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So your dry worm chow is what it, what is in your dry worm chow? The things I was talking about adding. So chicken feed and uh, like I uh walmart had this big uh corn flour um, bag that was clearanced for like five bucks it was like i don't know 50 pounds or something and i'm like oh yeah i'll take that and um the beans that i ground up and oats and just um old uh mixes cornmeal mixes and things like that that people have given me that's dated out and things like that yeah and so i have just little and, you know, sometimes I'm busy, too busy to thaw something out or whatever. And so I can just put that on top, wet it down and go. Mm-hmm. And they have food. And feeding them. Um, so there's, this is really interesting. There's all kinds of theories on that. So about once a week is a good idea if you're just maintaining a bin. So like if you started a bin, you want to put all your scraps somewhere, maybe in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And um, then on Fridays, maybe you get it out. Oh, okay. And you um blend it or not i blend it because it makes it more accessible to them quicker and i'm growing worms so right that i'm wanting ma- a lot of worms sense. but if you if you didn't want to do that you could just bury all your frozen scraps in there and they decompose much quicker if you frozen them too and then put the dirt over and let it go um and then the next week and then you just check for moisture a lot of times the food gives it enough moisture sure. but we've got a dry climate here and you really have to a lot of other people i read in other parts of the world have problems with too much moisture but oh. I, my problem has been not yeah. having enough moisture so i've got like a little garden sprayer that i use and and i fluff them up every time i put food in and just make sure they're okay <laughs> I and, love that. And, and i always do it uh raw hand because i can feel if the, you know, the bin feels right. And that's just from doing it for a while. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, and you also said that you started growing wheatgrass and putting it on top. Yeah. Tell me about that. That's really <laughs> So, fun. and this was from, there's uh, a gentleman that basically he is making castings, worm castings and selling them on a fairly large scale up in New York. Okay. But one of the things he does is um, he grows wheatgrass. He's got this huge bin that spans his garage and so he grows wheatgrass and puts it on top and it does several things um it helps keep moisture in it um provides warmth and like my house runs 
um, I run my heat at 60 and probably back where the worms are, it's more like 55. Okay. So um, anything I can do to warm up the bin. Sure. Um, so it provides warmth and it's also food. Mm -hmm. And um, they like to go up in there and, um, you know, I, if some of them are on top sometimes and they're having a little beach day or, <laughs> or whatever. So, uh, and yeah, the wheatgrass, you just, I got it off Amazon and you, you, um, you know, put it, put some water with it for a few days and then you can put it in like your uh, compost that you have and then grow it. It takes about a week. Okay. And so, I do that once, I don't know, once every couple months. Wow. <laughs> so, so cool. Wow. That's really neat. Okay. So then, um, you talked about, oh, Amazon envelopes. Um, there's recyclable ones. This is, I guess we're getting to the lid now. Is that, is, are we going in the right? Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, I don't, I don't use lids and just about anyone. So anyone that I give or sell worms to, um, I always tell them to call me and the call that I get almost, I don't know, half the time is my worms are trying to get out. Oh. And I say, do you have a lid on it? And they say, yes. I'm like, take the lid off, put something else down as a lid. And like, for, for instance, I have this little, it, this, it was an envelope that they've eaten Okay. the paper off of. Oh, I see. As you see. can see. Yeah. So yes. they're not going to eat the plastic. So, but they nasty. don't eat the plastic. Right. <laughs> and um, so, and that's what I'm using for this little bin. That's okay. what I'm using for a lid. And they don't escape. Um, no. And I, as a matter of fact, I got European nightcrawlers for the first time because they're fishing worms. I got a lot of calls for those last year. Okay. And I thought, well, I can do that too. And they are notorious for trying to escape. Okay. Like people tell you, just put them under light. I didn't do anything different. And none of them, I was so happy. None of them trying to leave. So, well, and you know, she drove it, she drove in her car with like this. So, and her car's not worm ridden or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome yeah and they i put them in the in the plastic bag to, and right. more more to keep them warm yeah and then also if we, i had to stop quickly or something i didn't want them all over sure the sure yeah so yes awesome okay um okay and then um oh you said when you first built your bins you put holes for water drainage but you said then you just decided that was over complicated it is okay yeah so well at first i thought that the juice that comes out of there was good and it's really not. Ah. It can have bad bacteria in it and all kinds of things. So it's not, so we've all heard of compost tea mm -hmm. and now, and there's also worm tea okay. and which we call liquid gold. <laughs> um, and I've made it a few times, but the thing is, so if you, if you're getting it off of Amazon, you're not getting, you might be getting, it may have been good, you know, a month ago, Ah, okay. but it needs to be, it has to have oxygen. So even like if you bought some from me, you would need to take the lid off of it. It has to have oxygen because it's microbes okay. in there that are working. And that's, that's the whole, that's the magic. Okay. So if you don't have that, if it's been, you know, closed up for a month and you've just got some juice. Okay. So dirt. I'm going to go off script here for a second. So what about when you buy bags, those plastic bags of worm castings? Someone just asked in our gardening class last week, she said she got a bunch of bags of worm castings that were expired. And so she got them for cheap because they were expired and she asked about using them. None of us knew we're not worm people. So tell us. So if they're that. not moist, the microbes are going to die. 
Uh, it's just that simple. And I don't know how moist I saw them. I almost bought one at Costco because I saw that at Costco last time I was there. I almost bought one to see, is it moist at all? Because yeah. if it dries out, there's no microbes. And I mean, it's not bad for your garden. There's yeah. probably some good to it, but it's not the same thing. It's not going to so be I, the same. I have, like, I still have compost from last year and I've kept it wet Okay. the whole time to make sure it's good and kept it fluffed up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And Amazing I think tip right there. That's a big, I think it's a big deal because a lot of people are going to spend a lot of money because fertilizer is so expensive right now. That's the thing. And they're going to spend money on that and they're really not getting much out of it. Okay. Well, that's, there's your, there's your, you get your money's worth on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. All right. So um, let's see, you talked about the pump sprayer and um I guess, did you have any, is there, is there anything else on this that you wanted to add before I have a few questions, but is there anything on this kind of setting up and, and maintaining? That um, you to talk I about? think I just want to express that it's really simple. Mm -hmm. um, you can be messy with it. You know, like if you had a little room, like we're in here right mm -hmm. now, you know, you can go and take care of them. There's a little dirt there, you know, and you can, um, or you could be as clean as you want with it. You don't have to have bugs. That's important. Knowing yeah. that you don't have to have I didn't, bugs. you know, I don't want fruit flies and yeah, other bugs no. in my house. Mm -hmm. And so if you freeze your food, you won't have that issue and bury it. Um, and to me, it's like I said, I'm, I'm amazed that I'm a worm person. Um, I wasn't particularly, you know, if I found a worm, I'd probably go, ooh. Yeah. Um, and, but they, I don't, to watch them, uh, you know, go from a cup to, you know, I run eight bins, which means I'm taking worms out of them all the time. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And then just to watch their life cycle and their worms are really interesting. Um, and you know, they're hermaphrodites, but they have to have someone else to mate with. Oh, um, okay. So they're an unusual, um, species and, um, yeah. And then, you know, if you have kids just to teach them that this is a basic life species thing and, yeah. and to watch that, um, and then just the the whole thing of knowing you're doing better for the environment. Yes. And taking care of things. And for me, I would really like to see this go much more uh, scaled up. And I know there are a lot of people interested in that. And like I work on the North Slope and I see all these scraps mm. and I know how much money it costs them to get rid of it because it has to be hauled out of there. They don't right. have a place to put that garbage. Oh, and if so, someone, you know, I'd love someone. to talk to ConocoPhillips about, yeah. hey, why don't we figure out a way to have worms up here? Yeah. And then at least you're, if you're hauling out something, it's vermicompost. That's right. Um, wow. That and then, be... and it is going bigger scale. And when I first started doing this, I remember reading a story about um, a restaurant in Brooklyn, an upscale restaurant in Brooklyn. And I assume that it costs a lot of money, um, you know, to get your trash hauled away. Oh yeah. I yeah. Would think. I mean, I would think. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they um, started a worm bin down below to take care of their organic scraps and you can't put meat in there you need to know that okay okay no meat no meat and but it takes it too long to decompose makes sense but so they were um separating out their scraps and um doing this and anyway i guess some of the waiters and waitresses started talking about it and people got interested and they started selling worms and farmer compost so people would come in for this really nice dinner and then go down to the basement and buy worms and vermicompost. <laughs> and I thought that's the coolest thing ever. That is the coolest and thing ever. Can, and it paints quite the picture. <laughs> right. When it, I mean, and they, so there's, they're making money. Yeah. Instead of, you know, so there's profit and it's good yep. for the environment. 
And, you know, it's a what blesses one blesses all situation. That's right. And we're not, you know, it's good for the environment, but it's good for all pieces of it. It's good for, it's good for people to learn where our food is coming from. And it's good to not pay money for a chemical to fertilize your garden when you can. And that's another thing. Fertilizer, we are running out of fertilizer right now because the urea that goes into it is from Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. There's an issue there. And um, also that's what goes into the death in trucks. Mm. So there's a, uh, not an infinite supply of it. Yeah. And, and it's, everyone's probably going to notice when they go out the spring to do the gardens, when they go to get fertilizer, it's about three times higher than it was. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. (laughs) So So let's make our own. (laughs) Come to me and I'll show you how to do this. Okay. Now, when we did, we did worms for a short time um, and we just did it in a five gallon bucket and that worked really well. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't remember the setup exactly, but I remember somehow we had a, um, we had one of those, um, like a, like a, a, a fabric filter thing in there. I'm not sure what we used it for. I don't know. How, tell us how to use a five gallon bucket. So if, yes, if just that would be, so and there are a lot of worms, especially for breeder bins. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just get a bunch of Home Depot buckets and um, you would do your bedding in there and then put your worms in and just fluff them up. Like I talked about and no holes or anything. You no, just, they you just don't do need thing. to. I mean, if you, you know, you're going to overwater or something like that. You need to, but just if you keep an eye on it, it's not necessary. And I just had, you know, so I had to have two Rubbermaid things instead of one. Okay. And, you know, cause it would drain into the sure. other one. And then if it sat too long, it gets stinky. Yeah, of course. Um, and like I said, that, that liquid that come out, comes out of there is not compost tea. Aha. Okay. So um, it, it may add, have some benefits and it may have some bad bacteria in it. Okay. Yeah. So, so how do I know when it's time? So now my, I've had my five gallon bucket for however long, how do I know it's time mm, to move to a, a new question. one? And what do I do with this stuff? So, you know, when you have um, vermicompost or castings or worm poop, whatever you want to call it, when you're putting your hands in there and, you know, that's one of the reasons I put cardboard in every one you don't have to you could just use coconut core okay but i can tell when the cardboard's gone that they're about done aha uh-huh. so those little shreds of cardboard aren't there anymore i'm like oh they're about done but the real test is when you go through there when you need to wash your hands it's like poop it sticks oh. and so dirt doesn't okay and um that makes sense and that's one of the reasons i use my hands too most of the time is because yeah. then i can tell i don't know i haven't tried it with the glove when i'm doing that okay. it, but it would also stick to the glove more than dirt would okay and so yeah when your hands are like ew sticky then you know that it's just about done and then when the cardboard's done and then you put your bait in and then you just start moving and them. i start moving them out okay and then i have big bins the big costco bins um that i move so once a bin cuz my bins are not like that they're okay um just regular what you just go like if you needed a tote okay yeah just a regular size tote and um so by the time they eat through everything i may have like a foot in the bottom sometimes 18 inches okay and so i just move that into a bigger bin that i'm also baiting because i'm gonna i've got cocoons in there so when the uh-huh. babies are born um and then i have to keep that wet and fluff it up until someone uh you know purchases it or i give it to someone to use in their garden. Okay. And then you just spread it in your garden and dig it in. Yep. It's that simple. Yeah. And it's about, they say 20 to 30% vermicompost to whatever soil you're using. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds 
that sounds pretty straightforward. Um, how do you know how many worms to get? That's a good question. Um, so probably if you're just going to do like you want to get rid of your kitchen scraps and maybe use a little verbal compost every once in a while. Um, cause you can take it like off the top. Like you've got a new plant, you just plant it, you take some off the top, put it in there. Okay. Um, if you're going to do that, you'll get a cup, you get a cup of worms. Just a couple? Like two? No, a cup. Oh, a cup of worms. <laughs> two? A cup wow. of two worms. You got to have two. Um, one more worm. Yeah. But no, a cup of worms. Okay. And that's what I started with. Okay. You started with a cup of worms. I started with one cup two of years worms. Ago? Yeah. Okay. About two and a half years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yes. All right. And um, yeah, you know, and then if you really wanted to go full scale, like maybe, uh, you know, you're doing what I'm doing now, mm -hmm. you'd probably at least want to have a pound, which is two cups. Okay. With. Very good. Uh, okay. What are some, some ways to use worm castings beyond just sprinkling them over your soil? Do you have, are there any other, like, can, can you make compost tea and is there an you advantage to it or and I have, other things? I have. Um, so, and all I did, I got an aquarium bubbler. Okay. And used a Home Depot bucket. And uh, I put in a, uh, I have some paint strainers. Okay. And uh, so I just put the so the castings in there. And then I let it bubble for, I don't know, 24, 36 hours. And put you put molasses in there to give it some microbiology okay. going in there. And then, um, and I couldn't, I haven't done it because you have to be, I would ask people if they were interested and I get people that were interested and I make like 10 gallons of it and then they wouldn't show up. And then I have something oh, that's going to go bad. Sure. Um, and it even, it has a smell to it and you can tell when it, it doesn't smell anymore, that it's really not doing anything. Oh, okay. Um, so is it high? So 10 gallons see to me seems like that's two buckets full. That seems like a lot of fertilizer that would that go pretty far or is oh, it, it would go way far. Like okay. you would probably just get a gallon for me if you were like gonna really spruce up your all your plants in the house and maybe have some stuff you just get a gallon at a time okay yeah okay and everyone says it's amazing and uh, I had uh, on the the vermicompost a lady down the street I had a lot of extra mm -hmm. and I'm like would you like it she was planting her garden and so her and her neighbor planted like the same garden mm -hmm. and hers was amazing okay and the other ones did okay Hmm. Um, interesting yeah and then I also gave it to my church um, the plants were just not looking good and I'm like here I'm gonna leave this I told someone I'm gonna leave it and um, at the end she was like look at these plants I can't oh. believe they oh and we even really had a, a extra tomato I guess <laughs> oh. and we have a bonus tomato here that can grow <laughs> in one of the hanging baskets oh for heaven's sake and you know how hard it is to grow tomatoes and yeah tomato grew by itself wow yeah That's so really I'm and I don't have time to garden because yeah. I work all summer. Yeah, you travel a lot. Um, so I haven't had to try it out. So I just, sure. you know, I just have what my friends tell me. So on that, just to stay on that for just a second, we have four acres of orchard that all is set up with drip tube. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a fertilizer injector. And so now we currently use a granular fertilizer, which isn't perfect, right. but it's what we have. It's right. we, we use what we have. Um, but that's the one, that's the one piece that we'd like to kind of steer away from. Um, so, but I'm what, but when we talked about it, we thought, man, it, it takes four acres is a lot to fertilize. So, but if you're saying that, you know, we could, you know, in two years work up to the point where just at our house, we could maybe make our own tea with it. Yes. That might be, um, 
and I think he was Something amazed with the result. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Um. Also, one other question: What's the ideal temperature for worms? I they can't freeze, right? That's correct. So, this I guess I I haven't even been clear about this. So the worms that I'm using is really, and it's really important which worm you have are okay. the best composting worms. So they say, and they are called red wigglers and they have a Entonesia felida or something scientific name. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, they are red wigglers. They're hard to get um, if you order like from out of state, it's oh. hard to get pure ones. And it's kind of important because most of the worm suppliers will put in blues with them and the blues won't make it up here oh, okay. unless you have a really warm house because the blues are um like african okay uh, they're tropical worms and we're not tropical no <laughs> um but the reds do well like i said they do you know probably 55 degrees back there and there are okay. things you can do to warm your bin like sure. the wheatgrass and manure helps you can put manure aged manure okay. like cow and horse manure in there um, moose, moose poop. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. If you can find a big enough bundle of it. Yeah. Well, how about rabbit? Could we put the rabbit? Yes. Rabbit there? and goat. Okay. Are perfect. Yes. Nice. And that's another way to get rid of that type of thing. Yeah. We may have to talk about rabbit when we're done. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's in my compost right now. <laughs> um, but yeah. And you're just you like you're super composting things yeah. is what you're doing. But yeah. So there are things you can do, you know, um, due diligence and look things up and you can warm them up. You just have to be careful because you can warm them up too much. So the range is uh, supposed to be 40 to about 85 oh, okay. for red wigglers. And they're the be the range isn't as high for my um, for my European nightcrawler. So I'll have to keep some manure in there okay. to keep it warm. And I'm growing for them. I'm growing some wheatgrass right now to Makes keep sense. it warm. Yeah. Okay. And they have to have lime also because they're, um, the acid level has to be neutral. Uh -huh. for them so i'm okay. having to care for them think about them a little more taking, but it's okay yeah yeah they take a little bit more pampering yes <laughs> very good what can you not put in a worm bin you mentioned not putting meat in what else can you not put in there so that's debatable uh -huh. um, okay i'm cautious <laughs> okay and uh, i don't put like when people give me scraps mm -hmm. um i'll pull up onion and uh, if it's a like a whole onion okay um but so onions not peppers okay um pineapple um oh, that seems like that would be caustic um yeah. yeah so um not a whole bunch of tomato you don't want to okay. get things too acidic so right it i think the whole thing is thinking in a broader picture okay and um so but so maybe not citrus. a little bit of onion no citrus okay yeah but there are people that run examples on youtube of putting uh, jalapenos only in a bin and the worms are fine. Oh. I'm not willing to take those kind of yes. risks. And I think a little bit, everything, you know, mm -hmm. um, just a little bit. So if you're going to, I don't want to go through every scrap, but if I know there's like a whole onion, mm -hmm. I'll do something else with that. Okay. And put it in, I have an outside compost too, but yeah. you know, that only happens so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And you can also, if you're already a composter, this is really neat. You can use your compost um, for a worm bin so that's already used that's what you can use instead of the peat moss okay well interesting for. yes oh wow. but it has to be frozen in my world and so i haven't done that yet i haven't used my compost yeah too. but i was just having fun uh during covid getting uh, hot compost here 
but that takes a lot of work you know i'm gonna get hot compost and i did it it was smoking i was so happy <laughs> yeah. it's it's a it's a labor of love for sure it is all right well i think that gets us to the end of our of the questions that i have is there anything that you wanted to add or um i feel like we pretty much covered it i think we have to i would love to i assume you'll put my information at the bottom and Absolutely. anyone has any questions i'd love to help i think this is i think it's just great for all the way around and it's simple it's not something you have to invest your life in and it doesn't take it doesn't take a lot of time it doesn't take a lot of space mm -hmm. and yet it's the value that you get from it is phenomenal right so you know every gardener should have a couple buckets of worms probably exactly <laughs> that's, I love it. That, that's her mantra <laughs> <laughs> all right so and do you sell worms can they get with you to i do to buy worms? i sell okay. worms and i sell the compost and um there you i've go. been uh surprised that how many people are interested i'm on there's a national worm registry okay that someone told me about and i just tapped my information in and left it there and i've been contacted by a lot of people there i am so sitting in worms so you're sitting in worms okay. and but i'm uh doing business as <laughs> i don't know why i put that in there at the time i like the name but uh alaska wigglers is oh be. okay yeah but on on the uh, website it's just sitting in worms are you on Facebook or anything? I am on Facebook. Okay. Yes. On you personally, but is your business on Facebook no, too? Not yet. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So we're All working right. on that. Okay. So yeah. we'll just link to your Facebook. Okay. Um, if that works. That and works. um or give whatever information you want to give. But okay. yeah. Um I hope you're as excited about worms as I am. I'm like trying to figure out where we're gonna get a bucket and <laughs> how I'm gonna get some worms here. <laughs> so I brought I, worms I, today. We may be good. That's so. okay. That's right. I'm excited about this. So um, yeah, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to Lisa. You can always reach out to us. And I just appreciate you listening. Um, we'd love to have you follow us on YouTube. Um, we're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, and our website is commongroundalaska.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.